0: The products discussed in this podcast are only available in the United States.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Kevin McCullough from the Portfolio Analysis and Consulting Team at Natixis Investment Manager Solutions. I'm joined today by my colleague, Sean Caucus. We will be sharing an update on advisor portfolio trends for the third quarter of this year. Uh, Let's start by reviewing advisor portfolio performance so far this year. It's been an interesting year for both equity and fixed income markets. While the markets have been quite volatile for the last few months, uh, this year has been uh, much different than what we experienced in 2022, uh, a year where interest rates obviously surged and nearly every asset class delivered uh, negative returns in absolute terms. Year-to-date 2023, the S&P 500 is up double digits, and there are pockets of fixed income that have actually delivered positive returns, even as interest rates have continued. to pressure markets. Uh, Sean, how would you characterize the top performing advisor portfolios this year? Thanks,
0: Kevin. Happy to do that. We calculated performance for all advisor portfolios we reviewed this year. And the top performing quartile shared some key characteristics. These top performing portfolios had higher overall equity exposure. And within equities, they had a tilt to U.S. large cap growth. On the fixed income side, the top performers had a shorter duration profile, and the opposite was true for the bottom quartile performers, lighter in equity and tilted to international and value, longer duration fixed income as well. And the average return for the top quartile was nearly double the average return for the bottom quartile, roughly 8% return year to date for that top quartile versus just 4% for that bottom
1: quartile. Goes to show you how important asset allocation can be as a relative performance driver uh, year to year. Uh, I mean, the asset allocation drivers I think are about what you would expect. Obviously, been a lot of talk about the. Returns of the Magnificent Seven, you know, U.S. large-cap growth equities sort of reclaim their dominance this year, even as interest rate risks, again, remain the key factor uh, driving fixed income markets. Let's switch gears a little bit and dig into what you've been seeing in terms of shifts to asset allocation. Uh, have you seen any positioning changing at the margin uh, this year compared to portfolios we've maybe looked at in the last couple quarters?
0: Yes, Let's do that. We've seen a rotation back into traditional asset classes. That has been really the the key theme this year. For the first three quarters of the year, advisors had reduced their allocations to cash, commodities, and alternatives and increased their allocations to equities and fixed income. And this shift into equities turned out to be the right decision as equities have put up strong numbers for the year so far. But the rotation back to fixed income has been a bit mixed adding back to Longer duration fixed income hasn't really rewarded investors yet, but we expect that this will be the right decision over the longer term as interest rates are now hovering around 20-year highs. And we think there's a significant total return potential in longer-duration fixed income over the next few years.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, And, of course, it's important to keep that longer-term perspective. That's obviously what uh, what keeps clients invested through some of these uh, more tumultuous periods. Um, let's, Let's dig a little bit deeper and peel back the onion a little bit. What are we seeing in terms of style and regional allocations within that equity sleeve? Sure. I'll start with style.
0: We've been tracking style biases in portfolios for over a decade. In the last three years, we've seen some pretty dramatic shifts from Growth to value. Back in 2020, roughly 60% of advisor portfolios had a growth bias, with just 20% showing a value bias. Fast forward to this most recent quarter, and the bias is totally flipped. Now, 20% of advisor portfolios have a growth bias, while nearly 60% of portfolios have a value bias. And this value bias started to pick up in 2022 as growth equities sold off significantly more than the broader market, and advisors have really been hesitant to ramp back up that growth exposure in 2023. Advisors have largely missed out on that growth rebound that we saw this year. Looking at regional allocations, we've seen international tick higher over the course of the year, which was likely a response to the strong performance we saw from international in Q4 of last year and Q1 of this year, but allocations are still historically low. Right now, the mix between U.S. and us is roughly 80-20, and sentiment just remains sour on international as outperformance just hasn't been sustainable for long periods of time over the last decade. Within the international sleeve, buyers have been leaning on developed, with EM equity allocations hovering around all-time lows tighter financial conditions have historically presented a headwind for EM, and, and China's underwhelming reopening and geopolitical risks have also weighed on the asset class as a whole.
1: Interesting. I mean, I think that all makes, you know, makes a lot of sense when you just consider the relative uh, recent performance of those asset classes and flows just tend to follow uh, a lot of that performance. Obviously, you know, a lot of that harkens back to, you know, what we we're talking about earlier with U.S. large cap growths reclaiming market dominance in terms of uh, really being what's driving the bulk of equity returns. advice uh, Advisors, to your point, largely got the regional call right this year in terms of having exposure to the United States, but uh, maybe missed out a little bit on uh, leaning into that style call in terms of having that growth overweight. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about fixed income. Obviously, there's been a little bit of a different dynamic in fixed income markets than you know, what we might have interpreted uh, equity markets to price in. Uh, so what are we seeing in terms of advisor portfolios on that side?
0: So, we've been seeing advisors anchoring their fixed income sleeve in the intermediate bond funds to play that risk reduction role, and then barbelling that with return seeking fixed income like high yields, bank loans, and that catch all product or product type like multi sector bonds. And then within the intermediate bond space, we've also seen advisors leaning more on those core plus strategies as these products have been more flexible or have more flexibility and are better able to navigate these volatile markets. That's definitely been a good selling point for these types of strategies. From a duration perspective, advisors have been warming up to extending duration despite the fact that rates have yet to stabilize. And we've seen duration lengthen about a half year over the last months to roughly four and a half years on average. This is still a bit lower than what we saw back in 2020, where the average duration was slightly longer than five years. We've spent quite a bit of time in recent months discussing duration positioning with advisors, and we've been using the yield curve shape to help guide that decision-making. As we look at the yield curve, we've been pointing out that you give up yield as you extend duration in treasuries, but with corporates, you don't give up as much yield as you extend. Therefore, the yield pickup you get over treasuries from corporate bonds increases as you extend further out in the curve so we've been suggesting that advisors look to extend duration through products that lean on corporate bonds
1: makes sense to me i think there's a pretty strong case for investment grade corporate credit from here i think it's also worth pointing out that there's a difference between yield increases that are driven by fears of inflation and inflation increasing and yield increases that are driven by revising the growth backdrop higher and if we're seeing yield increases from where we are today Given the trajectory of inflation, it's much more likely that what that would mean is that we're seeing that growth backdrop being revised higher. That's an environment where you actually probably see credit spreads tighten because in an environment where growth is getting stronger, market perceives the ability of corporations to generate revenues that are going to back the interest on these bonds is actually getting better. As long as you don't see the same sort of fears driving rate rises, obviously being inflation from here might be a very different backdrop in terms of the way credit responds to that. Let's actually touch on uh, what you mentioned on alternatives earlier in the discussion, where you had made the point that advisors had sold some alternatives at the margin and were getting back into traditional assets this year. Can you uh, add a bit more color on that? Of course. We
0: saw alternative allocations spike to all-time highs during 2022 when traditional asset classes, like we said before, were struggling pretty significantly. Other than cash, alternatives were really the only other asset class that delivered positive returns. The story has changed in 2023 as alternative allocations have downshifted closer to the long-term average. One interesting development is that the makeup of the alts bucket has shifted to higher equity beta strategies. Specifically, a category that Morningstar calls derivative income has seen a significant uptick. Think of these as your lower vol equity strategies that also generate some attractive yields.
1: Uh, That's interesting. So advisors have not only been reducing their allocations to alternatives, but they've been reducing their allocations to alternatives that have a low correlation to traditional asset classes. Let's wrap up by discussing advisor positioning from the perspective of uh, you know framework that that we've been using our cyclicality versus inflation framework. We've spoken about this framework on previous episodes. Uh, Sean, will you briefly just go over the high level overview of the framework and uh, and the motivation for creating it and and you know how we use it?
0: Yes, happy to do that. Volatility in markets over the past few years can really be boiled down to the market repricing inflation and growth. So therefore, we built a framework to help clients align their portfolios with their outlook for both factors. This framework scores strategies based on their historical tendency to outperform in the four possible scenarios of growth and inflation coming in higher or lower than expected. And you're left with four scenarios. Scenario one, growth stays resilient, inflation comes under control. Think of this as the soft landing scenario. Scenario two, growth stays resilient, inflation remains sticky. We call this the reflation scenario. Scenario three, growth slows, inflation comes under control. This is the hard landing scenario. And then scenario four, growth slows,
1: inflation remains sticky. This is that, that stagflationary scenario. Given given what the framework would suggest, uh, how would you summarize that we've seen advisor positioning at the portfolio level? Um, you know, essentially around positioning for those outcomes.
0: Let's start with the equity sleeve. The neutral point, or the very center of the scatter plot shown, is meant to represent global equities or the MSCI ACWI. So, relative to the global equity landscape, the average advisor has a stagflation tilt meaning that they are positioned for a slower growth and a higher inflation environment. We've plotted our investment committee equity sleeve here as well. That Natixis investment committee that we are plotting here, that group manages a tactical 60-40 ETF portfolio and then also drives the tactical tilts in the models that we manage at key partner firms. These models are really comprehensive, turnkey investment solutions for advisors who prefer simplification and streamlining some of their portfolio management. Our investment committee equity sleeve is currently positioned for a higher economic growth environment and is a bit more neutral on the inflation piece. For fixed income, the average advisor is positioned for a slower economic growth and slower inflation environment. Translating this to outcomes, the average advisor is positioned for a hard landing. Our investment committee is also positioned for a hard landing, but to a larger degree. You may be asking yourself why our investment committee is positioned differently in our equity and our fixed income. And the reasoning behind that is that we think it's prudent to diversify our profile across sleeves. We think a hard landing profile in fixed income can act as an effective hedge to our more cyclically positioned equity portfolio.
1: And this is something I bring up to advisors all the time, that... You, you know, In that hard landing scenario, there's really nothing on the equity side that's going to protect you. That's probably a scenario where all equities are correcting, but to different degrees. Maybe healthcare does a little bit better, corrects a little bit less, but in absolute terms, all equities are probably going to be selling off. But that's an environment where that combination of high quality, and long duration is really gonna help you and it's probably the only thing that's gonna help you in an environment like that. So you need to start to think about, you know, the different outcomes and what pieces of your portfolio are actually going to work with you or potentially work against you and the many different outcomes that we might still see the economy take from here. That concludes our recap on third quarter advisor portfolio trends. For more of our research and investment insights, please visit our website, natixisim.solutions.com. And as always, feel free to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or for customized insights tailored to your specific portfolio. On behalf of the portfolio analysis and consulting team at Natixis Investment Manager Solutions, thank you for your continued partnership, and thanks for listening.